0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Tight Beam, our Expanse podcast here on the Random Chatter Network. We are down a person this week, but that's okay. That just gives us more opportunity to talk about the stuff we want to talk about. We've only got to we're split a it three dog. ways instead of four, right?
1: We're up a dog.
0: We're, there, there we go. Yeah, but we're
1: down a cat.
0: Dog is oversleeping. Oh, but on we're the couch. down
1: two cats. So <laughs> is it worth it?
0: Does Lou only have two cats left?
1: I, I he thought he only mentioned I thought he had more,
0: but I kept telling him to get rid of him. I thought maybe he's actually doing it.
1: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I gave him so many. I gave him recipes. I gave him like black market websites, all kinds of ways he could get rid of his cats. And just this is nothing. not where I thought Every this was si- going. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I that's another we podcast like... we could do. All right. So the tight beam. Uh, I'm Eric and I'm here with Shannon. Shannon, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm tired but excited i got a long day ahead of me tomorrow so i'm ready to steamroll through all
0: right and what about andrea how you doing
2: pretty excited one more week until the show starts so drama drama. yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) a whole week you know if they wanted to like leak it a little bit early i'd be okay with
1: that i would not be mad
0: you know just i don't think
1: anybody would be mad yeah (laughs)
0: All right, before we get on to the show, uh, real quick here. I think by the time this gets posted, there might still be time. Um, head over to randomchatter.com slash moviedraft. We have our, uh, every quarter, the network staff from the various network shows get together and we host a movie draft where it's kind of an auction where we, uh, not real world money, but everybody gets a hundred virtual credits. And we bid on different movies to see whose pool of films are going to take in the most dollars at the box office and the audience to get, uh, they get to participate as well. There's instructions there on how to do that. So go ahead and get your submissions in random moviedraft slash movie draft this week on the typing. We are going to be hyping season three we're, we've got it just around the corner. I wish it were sooner, but it's not, but that's okay.
1: So close, we can taste it. So
0: close, seven days, one week. But we got some
1: news that has nothing to do with season three. <laughs> well, only half our news doesn't have anything to do with season three. Well, that's that's a, a big chunk,
0: though. That's that's half. That's true. I mean, this is honestly, I guess, like the timing makes sense to get this news now, but it kind of seems like either a few weeks before now would have been good or a couple weeks after. I mean, we should be looking at season three right now. We've got seven days left and then they go and drop this bombshell on us.
1: But this isn't, this, this is precedented. This happened around the same time last year. And it was like about yeah. the end of season two, I think.
0: But that makes it's more around sense. The, the same time end of the season. Cause then it gives you something to look forward to. Like we've got something to look forward to right now. We have, we have no shortage of expanse hype. So now looking forward to, so the thing we're talking about, since we're burying the lead here, book number eight is coming out. Yes.
1: Well, yes, it was inevitable.
0: It is inevitable. But,
1: uh, we do have I'm pretty sure a date. It's definitely December. It's definitely the first week. Uh, <sighs> Barnes and Noble, where I work, has it as December 4th. We will have book eight. I'm definitely not pronouncing this right. Tiamat's Wrath is the next book. And I'll that, say it again, because my coworker be had correct. trouble hearing it. Tia Mitz Rath. That's how I would
0: pronounce it. Dun, I don't, I don't um, know. I mean,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, What's really it's fun ancient about, Babylonian.
0: So I don't know that like there's, yeah. you can just Google it and hit play and it will give you the, the audible, you know, translation right. of it. So I, who knows? Um,
1: I didn't think to do that when Why I does, like, copy and paste? You know, this.
0: I have nothing to read next week. I'm thinking next week would be a great time to release this book. I <laughs> got a lot of work to do right now. But so give me what they've got done so far.
1: Crowdsource like proofreading. Send. See, this I would be a benefit them. I need time to process them. this. I need time it, to process this. You can't just drop a title and a book on me at the same time, okay? I can't. All right especially considering the implications of this title. And well, let's I... talk
0: about that. What what are yeah. the implications of, of what what does this so, mean?
1: Yeah. So, according to Wikipedia, and <laughs> if you read the books, you're very quickly hopefully like I did, pick up exactly where it sounds like we're going with this. According to the Wikipedia page, in the religion of ancient Babylon, Tiamat is the primordial goddess of the salt sea who mated with Abzu, the god of fresh water, to produce young gods. She is the symbol of the chaos of primordial creation. And uh, so she's considered uh, the creator goddess and also the chaos goddess. So if we're looking back on book six and literally where it ended, literally where it ended... There is huge implications. You mean with on book seven? Title. Seven, yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, I said a no, lot of it's, words. I there. don't care,
0: but somebody's going to email us. Well, actually, it was
1: book seven. <laughs> they can seven, fight n- me all they six. want. I know. <laughs> I everyone makes mistakes, and I tend to make less of them. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> my brain moves faster than my mouth. I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, if People remember the last line of the book, and I will not say because it's a massive spoiler. This has huge implications based just on that last line and the arc of two of our central characters as it stands right now. Um, and what's very fun is Orbit is actually promoting an open discussion on all of the social media platforms, Reddit, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, using hashtag Tiamat theories. So, why don't we talk about as little spoiler as possible? Our Tiamat theories. Isn't as that little spoiler as possible.
0: Regarding that, by them opening that up on social media like that, isn't that just inviting spoilers from everybody?
1: Well, a lot of the places you can hide the spoilers, like Reddit makes it very easy. Well, true,
0: true. And but like Twitter. If people
1: are, well, if people are only hashtagging Tiamat theories, there's a good chance it's only going to get seen if you're like, looking to get spoiled
0: well that's true and you can always mute um by hashtag too if you really needed Mm -hmm. to so that's a good point
1: what do you
2: think andrea i am scared (laughs) Scared it's really interesting because hearing the description um of this goddess i also found a couple things that um were pretty interesting and that one of the things that ends up happening was that she wants to appease abzu which is um her partner and because she wants to do that she creates monsters you know and and that's a pretty interesting considering what's going on and the creation of a lot of things that happen happening um both i mean within the show and also within um the books themselves and then it's really interesting that i mean spoilers if you ever want to know about her um she gets killed and all of her limbs are produced into geographical um features of the world. So that's pretty awesome. Some of her limbs go into have an earth, some of them mountains. She might not
0: eyes. have thought it was all that awesome. I mean, that sounds kind of I think painful.
2: it's pretty wicked. Hmm. So, I don't hey, know, she's a part of everything. <laughs> yeah. Hmm.
1: A lot to think about. It
0: it is. There are a lot of different directions that that this could go. I you know, I have I've really enjoyed this last book, especially. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I think that the trilogy that we're getting into now seems to be steering itself toward being my favorite overall. I think it just like, things are really starting to hit the fan, so to speak. And a lot of what has built up over some of the previous books is starting to culminate. And I am really excited about where things are going. Um, let's see, without spoilers, I, I think that, uh, this is, you know, there, there have been kind of a lot of slow burns through the books that have built up to big character moments or big plot moments. And I think this is my prediction for book eight is that things are just going to go freaking crazy. Like it's, it's going to be it's we're going to just get hit with bombshell after bombshell and it it is going to redefine game changer in the context of this entire series like this is going to be one of those moments where we've only had maybe one or two moments across the first seven books that are anywhere even close to this level of where they're taking things
2: well i mean it's also important to understand that there is still one huge mystery that we're really not aware of and what's the implications of that one specific thing that it's still mysterious in that universe. Right. I mean, the wrath can also come from that too. So it's pretty interesting to see where they're going to take it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's only maybe maximum six, seven characters who are glued in to all of the mysteries. And, you know, one of them is already about to bring another one into it, as it was hinted at the end, by force. And so I'm interested to see how some of our old, maybe not favorite characters, but some of our previous characters come back into the story with the experience they gained after the events of like Cibola Burn, right. which is a massive revelation book. Uh, especially, like, for Holden. Um, I'm interested to see how everything starts coming together to solve the mystery and put the pieces together, and when the wrath comes down, if they'll really be ready for it.
2: Yeah. And who's going to die in the process of
1: that? Yeah, I don't think, I think we're going to have a (laughs) lot of things we don't, we're going to have a lot of things we don't like in the next two books because it's the end. And you know, I'm. That's why I need these several months to prepare myself because I feel like I'm gonna need it. Um, I, I, don't know about I already you guys. think I know what's
2: happening, and Shannon doesn't want to hear it from me.
1: <laughs> Listen, I have considered everything because <laughs> I have liked a lot of things, and I've had to lose a lot of things I love watching those things, <laughs> and I am willing to accept it. But until it happens. I'm going to live in my, in my brain and think, well, maybe, but no, I absolutely know there's a good chance and I can accept that. But since I still have so much show and two more books, I'm going to live in denial land (laughs) and let myself enjoy these things. Cause if I think too much about the things I know I'm not going to like, I'm just going to dread and get anxious. So I'm going to sit where I am, enjoy what I'm given and You know, when the time comes, let it go, because that's how, you know,
0: So I have not been privy to these conversations amongst the two of you, but I'm going to go out on a limb (laughs) and guess that it has something to do with the fact that uh, Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank are the types of authors who would not shy away from major characters making heroic sacrifices. Is is that kind of...
1: I I mean, consider, consider... Mm -hmm. This is a character that has tried multiple times and has been unsuccessful, including in the most recent book mm-hmm. um, which we came to find out. It was one of those things where well, did it ha yeah, so I would not be surprised, yeah, if that's where it ends in like, oh look, he's finally successful at something, of course, it's that, right, um. So, yeah, I, I personally do not put it past them. And I don't think that's a bad thing because, you know, sometimes you have to do that. And if it yeah, makes sense I mean, for the character it, and their arc. Right. Then, right. Then, then, but, you know, we're not if there yet. If they do it.
0: I, we're I, not there yet. I think we trust that if they're going to go that route, they're going to do it well. And they're yeah. going to do it because they believe the story uh, requires that somehow. That, that, it's,
1: exactly. that it's
0: important to the story.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like I said, it's happened so many times and it's, it's, it's a repeated theme Yeah, for that character, including, you know, in conversation with other characters, it's a repeated thing. I absolutely think it's a massive possibility. I think it's the biggest possibility, but like I said, we have so much time, so I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) because it doesn't
0: take away the the meaning. Right. It doesn't. And and in the meantime too, it it actually, it, it, Builds the intensity level. Mm -hmm. Um, when you look, I I like to go back to, uh, the Serenity movie from the Firefly series.
1: We don't need to talk about this. Okay.
0: Just as an analogy quickly. And then moving on then, I I don't want to bring up any old scars or or nothing, but when you see that, you know, a, a major character could die. And then all of a sudden another major character could die. And then all of a sudden, all of the other major characters are about to die. It's like, Oh crap. Like it, it's serious now. And and you look at a lot of other works of fiction where, you know, there's no way they're going to kill the main character. I mean, look at like the Avengers movies, you know, that they're not going to kill Thor. They're not going to kill Ant-Man. They're not going to kill. I mean, you know, Captain America has died a couple of times in the comics, but like y- there, there are certain things that they're just not going to do. And you can go through an entire series of books or television or whatever. And you know that these characters are actually safe. So then when they're presented with danger, you don't really get that invested in it because it's like, Hey, you know, they're going to walk away from it. Right. So in this case, even if everything ends up being fine at the end of the series between now and then we don't know. And we're taking it seriously because at any point, they could decide to go in that direction. So the stakes yeah, the are high. the hammer
1: can come down.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that's good because it 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 makes us more invested in it and it it gives a weight of intensity to to the story. And I think that's good. Hmm. Well, let's go on to the season three uh, stuff here. We've got some titles.
1: A lot of, we got a lot of information yeah. in the last couple of weeks.
0: I think all of the titles and uh, a handful Except of synopses. Except
1: for one.
0: Oh, we don't have... Uh, yeah okay. because
1: it's kind of a spoiler, well,
0: yeah that that's not surprising, I
1: guess <laughs> Andrea, do you want to
0: go over the the first three with the synopsis and then
2: yeah, sure. Um, the first one, episode one is gonna be fight or flight, so the Rossi crew deals with the fallout over Naomi's betrayal. Obviously, that's a huge one um while caught in the middle of the war between Earth and Mars, Vasarala and Bobby hatch an escape plan. Um, so that's going to be pretty intense. It's just the aftermath of what we were left with in the end of season two. Yeah. Um, episode two is. Is it just IFF? Mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> the Rosinante um, answers an unexpected distress signal. Bobby and Avosarala find themselves behind, being hunted by a mysterious captor, UN Secretary General Serato Gillis. Brings in a colleague from his past to lend an ear during this crucial time of war. And my favorite, episode three, Assured Destruction. Earth strategizes a costly ploy to gain advantage in the war against Mars. Anna struggles to convince Serato Gillis to, uh, to do the right thing. Avasarala and Bobby seek refugee aboard the Rosinante yeah all right lots and lots so, collide.
0: <laughs> we're gonna yeah, finally and, get to see Ava Sarala and Bobby on the Rosanante. yeah that,
1: and see- so the first half of season three I noticed has a lot of military terms in it i f f for instance mm-hmm. which is um identification friend or foe is the closest thing I could find. I know mm-hmm. it in my head, I knew it, I just can't I couldn't articulate it,
0: yeah,
1: um. But yeah, there's a lot of like assured destruction.
0: Yeah, let's go over the other titles, Shannon. Um, why don't you go yeah. ahead? So that's episode uh, one through three.
1: Yeah. So the next titles, they're four through 12. We do not have the episode 13 title yet. If you've read the books, you can probably guess why. Um, <laughs> so we've got Reload, Triple Point, Immolation, Delta Five, I'm assuming, but Delta V or Delta Five, The Investigator, Aberrations. Dandelion Sky, Objects in Motion, and Congregation. So based on that, we're definitely getting into book three. We know Don't that lie. much. We know yeah. that much. The question is, how much?
0: And when and at what times, too. I mean, that's the thing with the show. It's mm-hmm. always, uh, they've always done what's best for the timing for the show and not necessarily strictly adhered to the book as far as the the specific chronology goes. So some of these, you might think you know exactly what they are until we find out that they're, you know, they're shifting things around a little bit with the timeline. So, uh, but even yeah. then, I mean, this seems to be, like you said, this definitely seems to be moving into book three.
1: Right. I mean, consider, uh, the monster and the rocket from season two, when they mm-hmm. released the, uh, teaser information, the, um. Synopsis. The synopsis. Synopsis, yes, that's uh-huh. the word. I looked up to try and find it and couldn't find it. Uh, the synopsis led the fans to believe that that was the episode where Naomi tells Holden what happened or something happens to their rocket. Right. But when the, the episode actually aired, it was the rocket fired at the somnambulist. Right. And then the monster. So it's, it's more like a Holden choosing kind of right. theme rather than the two things they dealt with in that episode. It was more of an internal... So they could absolutely trip us up on some of these. Like it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. There is a precedent. Right. So we'll have to see. We, you know, we can't even trust the synopses half the time. Yeah. They, they made us think it was something else. Cause they talked about how it was a conflict between Naomi and Holden. So the fans assumed it was right. You know, the, the sample turns out it was just that she chose to leave because she wanted to help people. So, you know, take ev- anything we give you worth a grain of salt until it airs.
0: Yeah. They're very good at being clever with their dandelion Sky's a good
1: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That made me laugh when I saw it, I was like, well, the Rossi crew is getting what they wanted.
0: <laughs> oh, we have way too long to wait to see these.
1: <laughs> at least we get the first one next week, which reminds me, um, we're going to tweet the link. You're going to hear this after I tweet it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, they have released the first promo uh, photos for episodes one and two. Um, and I want to know what you guys think based on what you've seen.
0: Well, I'll go first because my answer is going to be very uninteresting. <laughs> um,
1: it's just promo photos. It's fine.
0: Right. Okay. Well, and
1: so. It's not a lot.
0: I, uh, mm-hmm. I used to be the type of person who would like, go frame by frame through promos and analyze stuff in the background in, in promotional photos. Um, especially back when I was doing a a podcast for lost, which there's a lost tie in to this kind of sorta, which I am very excited about. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but now I think I've, I burned myself for me, uh, episode seven of star Wars, um, the force awakens, I burned myself with spoilers because I ended up getting the entire movie spoiled for me in bits and pieces, almost the entirety scene by scene. And I'm like, yeah, but it's JJ Abrams. You know, there's going to be like some big mystery box thing that nobody knows about yet. And I kind of felt burned by all that. So I'm now I, when I get promo stuff, I look at it and I glance at it and I kind of get a first impression. And then I walk away. And I, sometimes I try not to analyze the stuff too heavily. If we were still months out, I'd probably still be going over these with a fine tooth comb, but given that we only have to wait a week, I kind of I went through. I was excited to see them when you sent us the link earlier. I looked at them, and then I kind of put them away. I didn't even like look at them on a big screen. I just looked at them on my phone, and I'm like, okay, cool, 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 oh, very <laughs> cool. Oh, I like that one. Okay, and I'm done, and and that was it. So I I don't really have I I just have initial feelings like okay, yes, this looks as awesome as I hoped it to. And then I kind of let it go from there. So Andrea, what what are your thoughts on it? You might have something deeper than what I've got.
2: No, actually, I felt the same way, to be honest. Um, I I looked at them, and I feel like I'm already so hyped for the season because it's next week that Mm -hmm. I just – Just give me the episode. (laughs) Don't tease me anymore with pictures. Um, But yeah, they they were pretty cool, but it wasn't something that, yeah, I sat down and and looked at deeper than just flipping through a picture.
0: Yeah. I'm going to pull them up on on a web browser while we're talking now. Shannon, what did you think of them? You're the one that actually caught them and and sent them to us. So I know you've got stuff to say.
1: I just, I like getting to see, you know, the, whatever it is that we're seeing, I like to be able to speculate about it. Not wildly because there's been a lot of really like misguided speculation in the past few weeks and months, which I've mentioned before with everyone assuming that we were going to get the investigator much earlier than we should have. Right. And well, we're well, it's hard
0: to. with this show for the very reason you pointed out with the synopses, because they, they, it looks like they're giving you information and then you, you turn, it turns out that it's something completely not what you thought. So when you look at something like this and then you speculate half the time with this show in particular, you end up like nowhere near completely off from what's actually.
1: I just tend to, when I speculate with book readers, I expect them to anticipate the timeline the way I do, which is I'm getting everything later than I think I'm getting it, which is how I, I view the expanse. And so you know, like I said before, again, I was totally shocked that people actually thought we were going to get the investigator in the season finale for last season when we didn't even finish the book that, yeah. you, you know, it doesn't even happen till the very, literally the very end of the book. Yeah. So, you know, people were already speculating shots in literally the teaser, that 30 second teaser, which is shots of everyone's faces like, oh, Holden's looking at the investigator. It's like, no, no, <laughs> I doubt they would show any of that. yet. <laughs> yeah. I. Holden is just looking at something, and we've now seen it. It looks more like it has to do with someone else appearing on the ship than
0: right, right, um,
1: than the investigator. But you know, it, for me, it's cool to see, uh, you know, Holden and Prax sitting across the table from each other after Holden was very distrustful of Prax last season. Um, it was cool seeing Elizabeth Mitchell as as Anna yeah. for the first time. Uh, doing things that weren't necessarily, you know, in the teaser because we did see her like kind of in action, but mm-hmm. actually getting to like, you know, see that one still of her helping the protester like that's really cool. And yeah, I like looking at people's expressions. And I think for me, looking at the pictures of Naomi, uh, looking literally like broken a little bit mm-hmm. inside, those are the things I look for. I want to see what kind of emotions I'm going to get to see. I was very excited about a couple of stills we got last season, not necessarily because I could speculate what's going to happen because half the time I don't,
2: yeah. I
1: just say, look at this cool thing that's going to happen because that's, I just like to share that with someone like, look how cool this bit is. Like, right. Oh, it looks like there's going to be a space battle. Doesn't that look cool? Or like, what is that room that of and Bobby are looking into? Those are the things I like to do. That's not necessarily for me, a a speculation discussion. It's more like a, how cool does that look? Um, So that's for me, that's what I was excited to see. I was excited to see things that we didn't necessarily get to see last season and uh, like getting a peek at what we will see.
0: You know, looking at the two sets of promo picks, one for episode one and one for episode two, I have to say that episode two Those promo picks have me a little bit more intrigued. First of all, I love Elizabeth Mitchell. I was so excited to see that she's going to be on the show, especially as that character. Um, That was, I mentioned a a lost connection earlier. She was obviously in lost as well. Um, She's a great actress and I have no doubt that this is going to work out really well for this character. Um, And then in addition, we've got some other shots here. Um, Bobby, obviously, uh, doing something that's probably action-oriented in some sort of a space battle, I'm guessing. So that's very cool. Um, We've got some other people suited up and ready to go. Um, the, The pictures alone make episode two look intriguing to me. I have to say, I've got to set my expectations lower for episode one, I think, because I'm so excited for this to come back. And yet there's a really good chance that episode one is going to be more, uh, there'll be some cool moments, but a lot of it's going to be establishing the season, kind of setting the backdrop, bringing us back into the show. And there's not going to be anything like really, you know, jumping out from the bushes at you right away in episode one. So I like, I'm trying to kind of rein my expectations in.
1: We were left with a major emotional inner character. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most of it is gonna, most of the episode in you know the central character section is gonna be fallout and um, right. recovery. Fallout and recovery is probably gonna be more apt for like the Rossi crew, right? Uh, bits, but you know I, I'm we're definitely getting action with the Basraal and Bobby, which I'm never gonna say no to getting action scenes with Bobby with the suit, yeah, uh, with or without the suit, to be honest, because Frankie is a force. Um and yeah. so I'm you know I, I think people will be saddest you know talking to people now it's really cool that people with season two was able to make people care more about the characters because people are very excited to see how everything goes with Naomi and the Rossi right. crew and. Normally, when we're going into a premiere and literally the thing you're excited for is emotional fallout, that's not usually something that <laughs> people get excited for. But people are anxious and excited to see how these characters that we watched grow to love each other deal with something like this. Right. And, and again, I won't go into the whole discussion whether she was right or wrong because she believes she was right and I believe she was right too. But the issue is, is that she hurt people who love her. And so people are interested to see how they take it and how quickly people not necessarily move on from it, but start to, you know, can reconnect.
2: Right. In the or aftermath. almost accept her decision. I mean, she, yeah. Again, and I will go back to it a hundred times more. It is justified in her eyes, and and you know what? A lot of people. It might not be a big action-packed episode, but we're going. It, Season one, we had discussed this before, it was the Rossi crew divided. It took time for them to build that relationship. Season two, there was more of that family aspect of it. But season three, we're kind of going back to the beginning. They're trying to build that trust again. And one of the particular ones that I'm interested to see is Amos and Naomi. Because yep. of that one particular line in the trailer where he says that he thought he knew who she was. And that's a particularly very like interesting one because he looked up to her. He, she was kind of that rock for him and for him to not know where she's at, at that moment is going to be very interesting to see how he reacts to her. Right. Cause we, mm-hmm. we kind of already saw Holden react to Naomi and how hurt he was. I'm interested to see how everybody else takes that.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it it's interesting too, because you pointed out how this kind of goes back to the beginning in the sense that they've got to find their ways of family again. And yet it's also different in the sense that in the beginning, they didn't really know each other as well. And they had to find a way to become a unit, a family unit. Whereas now they do know each other and there's been damage done. Yeah. And so they've got to reestablish themselves as a, a family after mm-hmm. having that damage. So it's, it's interesting because it's almost like a, instead of the construction that we had in season one, it's a reconstruction in season three We have more context for the characters and for their relationships, but also them as individuals. And now it's going to like the approach is going to be different and it's going to be interesting Mm -hmm. to see some of the differences from what they're going through now versus what they went through in season one.
1: Right. And I mean, the other thing is since I, again, since I just finished rereading caliban's war yesterday Mm -hmm. looking back on caliban's war the issue was more holden was doing things that naomi thought were wrong Mm -hmm. but we didn't have a moment where naomi did something where holden thought was wrong um because usually he doesn't in the books as far as i know he doesn't really argue with her if she makes a decision he doesn't like i mean not that she does a ton but they're pretty open with each other yeah i don't remember a lot of this is this is new this is something interesting and it you know i'm fascinated to see how and where it's going to go um just based on that because it's so there's nothing like this in the books, there's like yeah. I don't think Holden's ever been mad at Naomi in the books ever. I don't think she's ever done anything to like make him angry. It's usually the other way around. Yeah, so not it's that kind you mentioned, I can't
0: I can't think of anything from the books like that either.
1: Mm-hmm. But you know, again, and, it's
0: one of those things where it's nice to have a, an entirely different perspective on the same things on the TV series than than from the books too. So yeah. it, and they
1: did hint uh, last season that Amos was gonna have a moment where he had to choose who he followed uh, Holden or Naomi. And we got like little hints of it, but I'm starting to feel like season three is where we should have looked for it. Yeah. Cause it but sounds like he's very torn,
2: but it's interesting because in season two, I started to notice that drift. Mm-hmm. I started to notice yeah. that when Holden would tell him to do something Amos would do it, but whenever Naomi told him to do something, there was a hesitation in yep. all of his actions. And I really like that because before it was the opposite. As soon as Naomi told him to like do something, he would automatically do it, but there's that resistance. So it's really going to be interesting. And again, it's all about characters and how they develop and how they break apart and come back together. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see because now we also get – two other characters joining that big family, which is Avasarala mm. and Bobby. And from a lot of the panels that um, we've heard the cast talk, um, we have heard that Bobby and Avasarala, they're going to clash. And there's going to be some intense moments between them because, again, they're still trying to find a common ground for them to see eye to eye because one is from Earth, one is from Mars. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they come together.
1: And it's going to be interesting to have characters from like home for characters that haven't seen anyone from like Holden and Amos only had each other and they didn't really connect over earth. Holden mm-hmm. tried once and that did not work out for him. Right. Then you have Alex who, you know, there's no other Martian here. Um. So that leaves me wondering how isolated, how more isolated Naomi could be considering the fact that we now have another Earth character brought in. We have another Martian character brought in. So the other characters are going to have people they can relate to, except Naomi.
0: And yet, as you pointed out, those relations don't always end up going all that well. I mean, Amos doesn't doesn't. really have that much of a fondness for growing up in Baltimore. Holden wanted to get away from Earth. Um,
1: It doesn't necessarily have to be positive.
0: Well, true. You can bond over negative experiences as well.
1: No, I don't mean bonding. I mean, it's just that you're going to have similar, yeah, you're going to have similar perspectives and that puts Naomi at further of a disadvantage. Yeah. But I, I,
0: I do like that despite that element being inherent in, in human nature. Um, and sometimes that works against us in human nature too. People tend to, uh, pair themselves off and group themselves off into groups of similarity rather than diversity, which can obviously sometimes be a problem. But I I do like the fact that this show is kind of showing that what forms meaningful relationships between people, it's more about shared experiences than it is about historical demographics and, you know, your history, Mm-hmm. And and that's something that uh, I I really find fascinating about human psychology is is that really you can pair up with someone that you seemingly have nothing in common with, but through the shared experiences that both of you go through, you can be tighter than anybody else that you know. Like it's it's yeah. a fascinating phenomenon it's, to me,
1: and it's fascinating you say that. Last night I was uh, making a gift set for Tumblr because that's the thing I do, and I went into um comic-con interviews to mine a quote for it Mm -hmm. and i got to a bit where steven and dom were talking about they were this is from a season two it was after they aired the trailer for the first time and so everyone was asking about the kiss and dominique said it's one of those things where you go through something that no one else has gone through and no matter how hesitant you were about that person, how many reservations you had about that person, it all gets stripped away when you have like this bare bone commonality. Right. And so um, that's pretty much what inspired that connection. And in the books, that's a relationship that spans a very long time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, they started with hardly well. the, in the books they were closer, but if we're going off the show, they barely had anything in common and they clashed constantly, but look, right where they were in season two and the fact that he would look to her almost for guidance once in a while, like when they had to chase Eros. he right. looked to her first and last before making his decision right. to chase it. So it's, it's fascinating that, yeah, the characters, because they go through all these things together, that's how they became a family. And they got to know each other and, and learn how to be with each other through that. Not necessarily, just living with each other, it was the the horrible things that happened around them right. that no one else would understand
0: well let 's get into some more of the the prep coming into season three i mean we 've got some trailers and some teasers we 've got some casting i 'm um, kind of throwing all of this out there at once because we 've got about twenty minutes left in the episode here, and we could <laughs> probably talk for a really long time on just about any one of these.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: um, What did you guys think of, I mean, we talked a little bit about the promotional photos that just came out today, but looking back at some of the video promos and and the teasers and trailers that have been released, what are some of the standout moments from those for you guys?
2: For me, the biggest thing that I always go back to and I always enjoy listening to is the narration by Holden. Hmm, That whole idea that we've all made mistakes, each of us has demons and regrets um a that haunts us, but now it's time for them to just dis- decide what defines us based on your experiences is a huge thing and I do love what he says. Um he also says that in war we not only have to face our enemies but we must fight the battle within ourselves. It's time for us to find out who we really are and, and right. that is amazing. I just every single time I hear him say that line in the trailer, it just gives me goosebumps because there are a lot of people that still need to find out who they are and identify whether their past is going to dictate how their future moves forward. So I'm really excited to see how that shapes with a lot of the characters because there's a lot of characters that although we've gotten snippets and snapshots of their previous lives we still yet we don't know exactly what what's been going on we don't know a lot about amos we don't know a lot about um alex naomi still has a lot of mysteries so it's going to be very interesting to see exactly why they do the things they do and if there's a deeper reason as to why they make these decisions because of their past
0: yeah in again the writing on this show my gosh. I mean, you, you have a lot of shows where the plot drives everything, and yeah, you've got some decent character development, but they're kind of just along for the ride. Or you have shows where it's all about the character development, and you almost have to forgive plot holes left and right for the sake of, of getting really good characters. And on The Expanse, they demonstrate how Part of your identity is based on not just your history, but how that informs the decisions you make, the choices you make define who you are. And that's where a lot of the character development, the character depth exists. Yet the writers also manage to take the character based decisions and have that drive an interesting plot. The weaving of those two elements together is something that's so rarely seen on television. You either get a really interesting plot and then characters that they're developed, but they don't really inform the plot. Or you get a plot that's weak so that you can spend time on developing characters. You don't often get this good blend of characters learning who they are and deciding how they're going to allow their past to define them and the choices they make. And then that being the direct influence on the plot that moves forward, which then presents new situations and new choices for them to make.
2: But that's very interesting because then that means that the show is more character-driven than plot-driven. Although we know the direction that the show is going to take, it's a character's way of life and their experiences that, Lead to this cause and effect, but it, and, and I but really it is a cause and effect.
0: That. It becomes circular too. It is character driven, as you said, but then the effect that that has on the plot then presents new situations as a result of the plot right. that force them into difficult choices again, and so it just it keeps coming around and round and round throughout the show. So, man, I love the writers on this show. <laughs>
2: I do too. I, I wish I could be in their position for one day just to see how they come up with everything. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'd love, I, I know you guys have got to, to visit the set and and we're going to talk about that at some point because that's just maddeningly awesome. When
1: we're allowed so we don't get sued. Right, no, no, you guys signed NDAs
0: <laughs> and stuff and and, and you got to absolutely respect those. But I would also love an opportunity to sit in, and I know this will never happen, but to sit in on the writer's room because wow, that must that's such a fascinating experience. I bet
2: there must be a lot of drinking, a lot of swearing, <laughs> and a lot of lots crying. of whiteboards. Lots exactly. of whiteboards.
0: I don't know about the drinking. I think you've got to be sober as hell in they order to tweet keep
2: about a- drinking they, all the yeah. time. Yeah, they need to be really drunk. Don't to don't at with, us, with guys. Perfection. We've seen the tweets. Don't, don't at us. <laughs>
0: Uh, Shannon, what about you on, on the the video promotion material that's been set out so far? Is there anything that stands out to you in particular?
1: I want to kind of carry on with Andrews. Okay. Holden's got a lot of good stuff in these teasers. Yes. Like a lot. Yes. Like, I was surprised that when we got the, oh, I'm sorry. When we got the first trailer, the first full trailer. He opens it with another like stellar one-liner, not one-liner, but. Another stellar, you know, uh, observation, which is, you know, he says, no one tells you the hardest part of battle is figuring out who the enemy really is. And it kind of almost ties back a little into his narration from the first teaser, which Andrew brought up, but it also ties a lot into the story because for season two, we didn't know who was driving uh, the Caliban project. I mean, we did, but we didn't know where it was going to go. Right. And we didn't know if we could trust Aaron, Wright Until the last dang second, right. you know, or, yeah. you know, or even his feelings about what Naomi did or, you know, he do, he's becoming, you know, mired in all of these mysteries and twists and turns and people turning on each other. And you don't know who the enemy is when it comes down to it because of these things that keep changing the game. And, um, he's a character that knows a lot about changing the game. Yeah. Uh, positive or negative. That's one of his, not necessarily driving forces cause he doesn't necessarily want to do those things. He just wants to float in space with his girlfriend, but he, he ends up tied into all these big events and typically his choices change the game for the rest of the story or the rest of the characters. Right. Um, it, it's a common theme in the books uh, you know, Holden shows up and everything goes to shit, that kind of thing. Um, but it, it's cool to hear him have these lines knowing what's still to come. Um, there's also, I love the line. I tend to fight battles. I can't, that can't be won. That right. made me smile too. Um, Cause there, there were a lot of things that stood out, but a lot of them were like just quick lines about this happened. This happened. Holden had a lot of like really interesting plot lines. that tie into like overall plot. Um, Then I got stabbed in the heart with like, and I can trust you. I I wish I didn't get that line. I'd like to give that (laughs) back. I'd like a refund (laughs) on that one because I did not like that. But um, there's just so much. things go so fast in these shots, seeing a and Bobby on the Rossi, uh, seeing what kind of chaos of is going to be on the Rossi, because we know she can manipulate people. And Holden is very good at not getting manipulated. So this is going to be a very interesting stare down. Um, we've already seen clips of it in the Holden and la teasers that were released, uh, which also has moment a moment that will not be named. Um, coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> coffee tantrum. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, she's... Actively trying to manipulate him into becoming the hero he doesn't want to be. But it's the classic
0: irresistible force meeting an immovable object.
1: Yeah. Oh, he is one immovable object. Right. Um, so I'm there's so much, so many things coming together now. Um, because there's just so many different perspectives and, and established things we know about all these characters and seeing it all come to a clash, of course, it's gonna lead to who do you trust? And who is your friend and who is your foe? And the fact that that was so ingrained into both teasers, both the, the identity theme, like time to find out who we are um, and the, you know, who is our friend, who is our foe. Fascinating because like yeah. the whole end of season two was just like everyone turning on each other. And now we come to the time where we either come together or we fall. And, you know, the the tagline was like, Divided by hate. Or was it uh, divided by hate, ignited by love, united by war? Mm-hmm. And man, I'm I'm ready to see where we divide and where we rise.
2: But the interesting thing coming off of that is that now we have Vasserala calling the Belters, the Martians, and the Earthers to come together for one cause. Oh, Which what? is Exactly. Which is also amazing because in the last two seasons, we have seen that divide, the desire to have individual kind of like identities within these people. And now somebody calling them to stand up and fight for each other and with each other, like with each other for one common goal is really going to be intense. and,
1: And it's a character that actively you know, used these divides to her benefit right. uh, yeah. multiple times. When I rewatched season two, the fact that she blamed, you know, when, when Fred put out that video footage that Holden actually puts out in the books, the one about the ships being built on earth, um, which I was so worried about where that was going to go, but I liked where it went. Uh, she used that and she was like, Oh, well clearly he did it. Like, She knows more than the common person, but she uses that knowledge to put Earth ahead because Earth must come first. And so seeing her, the character that was actively, you know, she, her friend, she did something to cause her friend to not, not only, you know, not want to speak to her ever again, but he got murdered because she used him and he was now involved in this plot Right. She's actively divided people for so long because that's how you protect earth. And now something comes where the best thing she can do for earth is unite rather than divide. And so I am very excited to see that come together. I'm glad Andrew brought that up.
2: because I forgot about that. So that's why I'm here. (laughs)
0: Well, exactly. (laughs) One, One more thing before we move on. Um, you had initially pointed out, Shannon, the um, again not one-liners, but the individual um, statements that Holden makes throughout the the promos and, and trailers. I, I find it fascinating how well those promos are put together. As someone who studies movie trailers a lot and knows that a lot of time it's a different production company making the trailer, and and half the time they end up misselling the movie. I'm very impressed with the, how much content they're able to cram into a single sentence from Holden. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. I know we're running short on time, but I just wanted to point that out. They, they do that so skillfully and so masterfully to get so much content into those single, um, those single sentences in those promos. That's impressive.
1: I also laughed at, we just declared war on earth. I don't know why I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny.
0: Yeah. I, I, I should also point out that at the moment you're on earth. So <laughs> just saying like it,
1: it might not be as cool a thing as, as, but we're yeah, not, you know, that's this is 300 years in the future. I don't have to worry about this. I'm going to be dead. Hey, in
0: season oh. four, when they develop time travel and they cut, Oh, shoot. Is that a spoiler? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some things are just meant to not be sp- spoken about. Like, yeah. We don't, we don't talk about it.
0: Okay. But Well, in that yeah, case. Yeah, no, that
1: that made me laugh. It was yeah. just like, this, this guy can't stop just fighting with everybody. This is pretty good. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Say your philosophical stuff. You're doing a great job. At the end of the day, we know you're, you're just going to start fight. another war. Yeah. You're still going to start another war. Like, you haven't learned. You haven't learned.
0: All right. We are creeping up in the hour mark here. We've still got some feedback to get to. But I want to know just quick kind of lightning round here. What are you most... Looking forward to in season three.
2: Shannon, go.
1: I was clearly wasn't ready. I, I, I put know, body language out there. Fun.
2: I put body language out there, you and she go? saw it. She looked right at me. No, okay, I'm I'll... excited to see drummer. Okay. Back in action. Summer. The last yeah. time we saw her, she was pissed off. I am so excited to see her back in action. Shooting people. Exactly. Okay. I, I like her that way. Uh, Bobby and I yeah. want to see a lot more Holden. I think we're going to get to see a lot more of his vulnerability and how everything is affecting him. So I'm really excited to see that. And I'm actually very excited to see a lot more molecule. <laughs> I want to see yeah. where those things lead. We bleed. want
1: more proty.
2: Yes.
0: I was was going to say, I really, I mean, there's the obvious character development and stuff that we've already talked about. I definitely want to see more about, uh, the story milestones regarding the proto molecule. Again, we can't really talk about stuff we know is coming up from the books, but we know that there's stuff coming up from the books. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to, um, Avasarala and Holden interacting. Mm. Um, two fascinating characters that are like oil and water and seeing it in the, reading it in the books is great. Seeing it on screen is going to be an entirely different experience. I can't wait for that.
1: We Again, better get the same amount of insults. I swear to God, <laughs> if there are some good quality directed insults mm-hmm. and I need all of them.
0: I'm looking forward to Elizabeth Mitchell's character, Anna. Um, I'm really I'm, I'm really hoping that that plays out as well as I think it's going to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, I, uh, I'm looking forward to some other things I expect to see late season based on the books. Um, and, and we'll see whether we get there or not. Shannon lightning round. What are you looking forward to in season three?
1: Uh, similar to Andrea, I'm looking forward to seeing Holden feeling things that aren't just fear and anger uh-huh. I'm looking forward to more vulnerability and emotionality um, uh, because this is something that's more personal rather than external force right. kind of thing. Um, I'm also excited just the Rossi crew stuff. Cause you know, the end of book two and the beginning of book three, just, it was great meshing and there, I just, uh, I hope to see it. Um, my favorite book scene from almost any book is the Agatha King. And I really hope it goes the way I'm thinking. Some of the teasers are throwing me off a little bit and I'm worried. It's not going to be what I think it is. And it's very important for a character and I'm hoping it at least s- stays close to what it was, but I love the Agatha King and I won't go into why I can't, but please um, I'm very <laughs> excited for more Bobby yeah. um, because I love Frankie and I think she's doing a tremendous job. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to see, because I can't say what it is. I'll just say, I'm really excited to see the visuals. I hear there is a lot of VFX this season and I am incredibly excited based on what we saw last season. oh, uh, If only they were good at doing VFX. Things, <laughs> oh, okay. You
0: know, if only.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> it's going to be. Wild and I think I'm gonna be like I I cried watching the launch of the Nauvoo. I cannot imagine what I am going to do this season based on what I remember from the books. Yeah, and I don't even know how much this season's gonna cover. So that's the big based question. On, based on one of the titles, I'm so ready to see something I've always had trouble visualizing in my head come to life. So there's yeah. I'm just very. Very excited about the visuals and I'm very excited for the characters. I, this is a very character driven story. I love all the characters or maybe two, two, three characters max in the series. I do not like, and -hmm. we haven't gotten to them yet. So I'm still solid and cruising and I'm ready to see the character work in season three based on where we left off in season two.
0: All right. Now you guys asked the audience what they're looking forward to as well, right?
2: Yes, Yes, we did.
0: All right. What'd they say?
2: All right. So um, we asked them, yes, what they were going to be looking forward to, hoping for the season. Um, so Bianca said, I am hoping to see a Nolden apologizing session. And I think everybody will want to see that. Jim um, repairing, crew and personal relationships, and then Anna and Mano. Uh, Belinda said, all the things I'm most looking looking forward to our spoilers and i think yeah. that a lot of yeah. book readers will agree with that <laughs> uh, that's very fair um besides those um drummer and fret's interactions of assarala bobby and what happens to cotier um and then the big meetup she said she's so excited for that shannon do you want to take the the last ones oh sure
1: um so uh Karen kind of jumped in on that one and said she was also excited for the meetup. I think we all are. Definitely. We can all agree on that. Uh, Christina hopes that we get to see Alex cook something other than than lasagna, uh, which is fair. (laughs) That That was something I saw a lot of people wanted more from Alex than lasagna and beer jokes. And that's, you know, I want it too.
2: Interesting um, enough, in one of the promo pictures, it does look like he has a bigger belly. Not not sure if that's we the about Man, We
1: don't talk about it.
0: We don't talk about the belly. I'm going to to him on Twitter and see what he has
1: to say about that. We don't <laughs> talk Andrea about it. Andrea said
2: this. I'm not fat shaming. or body shaming.
1: Okay. <laughs> We don't talk about the <laughs> fake belly. It uh, is a banned topic. Um, he would thank us for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Flip and Burn said that they're excited to see Mao getting what he deserves. I think we're all also there. Yeah. Um, which I skipped that one, so I went back. Um, I'm going to throw my hat in on this one. Veoiga, uh, That's what I tell, gave us... Yeah. That's yeah, it gave us a bit of a list. So I, I had to cut it down a little bit because I was worried about some spoilers. So we've got a Vassarala on the Rossi, uh, Gunner Bobby, IO, some proto molecule nonsense, <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Mitchell's Anna, uh, Behemoth, Slow Zone, and more Amos, which thank you. I would like to come to that house. Yeah. And Scott said, You'd like to see? We gotta talk.
0: Yeah, that was one of the things I didn't want to mention, but that's you know, <laughs> Scott. That's a very good way of wording that. The the exactly. we gotta talk moment. Definitely.
2: Oh, is that between Holden and Avacorala? Oh uh, yeah, Avacorala. Then meeting. That's so to talk? good.
1: Yeah. Sure. No, no, no. Naomi the only yeah. Naomi to talk. and Holden need of to talk. Of course. Yes, oh,
2: I boy. do want to see that too, Scott.
1: <laughs> so many people need to talk, Scott. So thank you for reminding us <laughs> there's a lot because of talking going so on. So much talking that yeah. needs to be done.
0: Well, we appreciate the feedback you guys have sent in. Uh as always, keep it coming. We love hearing from all of you. You can find us online and interact with us in a lot of different ways. One easy way to do it is through email. You can send it to typebeam at randomchatter.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, the show's Twitter account is the Type Beam. Make sure you get the the in there. The network Twitter account is at random chatter. Lou is not on this week. His Twitter account is Secchi. That's L-O-U-S-E-C-K-I. I'm at Eric Blythe. That's E-R-I-K-B-L-Y-T-H-E. Andrea, where can we find you on Twitter?
2: You can find me at KatzBears, that's K-A-T-Z-B-E-A-R-Z. And if you do follow me, you will also see some behind-the-scenes pictures that Shannon and I took when we were on set.
0: You know, every time, so what people might not know is this is an audio only show, but we're, we're on a video call as we're recording it. And every time Andrea starts using Zeds, Shannon looks like she needs, she's laughing so hard she needs to run to the bathroom or something. I, I,
1: I just, no, I'm trying to make sure you, people can't hear my reaction on the
2: microphone because
1: it's rude.
2: Ah, okay. Are you laughing at, uh, to, like at the Canadians? Come on. It's, it's
1: more like, I know it's coming. So I prepare myself okay, every yeah, time yeah. every time somebody says, Andrew, where can we find you? I know what's coming. So I just kind of like oh, That's okay. the great thing. It's like you start snickering
0: before she even talks. It's awesome.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. Shannon, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: I'm at ShankBeezy on Twitter. Um, that's also where I haunt on Reddit, where I also post the show. So if you're on Reddit, hopefully you're finding it there.
0: Awesome. Uh, we are no longer really actively using Facebook. We still have a network account there, but uh, it's not active. So sorry about that if you're a Facebook user. Um, we do have an Instagram account for the network. It's just Random Chatter. And of course, you can find all of our shows on the network at randomchatter.com. We've got a whole slew of things there. We would love if you could help us out. Here's how you can help us. Because we're a brand new podcast, we rely a lot on Reviews. So if you can go to wherever you're getting this podcast from and leave us a review, we would really appreciate it, especially iTunes. Even if you're getting it through different means, if you have an iTunes account, iTunes is kind of the big behemoth right now for, uh, for podcast directories. If you could leave us a review there, we would really appreciate it. If you share us on social media, that would also be a big help to us. And then word of mouth, if you're listening to us, you probably enjoy the expanse enough that you're talking to somebody about it. As you're talking to them, if you wouldn't mind maybe just mentioning the Type Beam podcast, we would really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to help support the show and the rest of the network, you can head over to randomchatter.com slash Patreon. Um, most of you are probably familiar with Patreon if you listen to other podcasts. It's a way that you can help support us financially to help cover the expenses of doing the podcast while making it so that we have a way to give something back to you. And we have our set up so that the entry-level donation, just the $1 a month donation, is, in my opinion, probably the most important of all the perks. And that is you can get into our Discord server. That unlocks all of the channels we have. The Discord server is free to get into the main lobby channel. You can just go to randomchatter.com slash Discord. But everybody that donates just a dollar a month, half the cost of a large soda at a drive-thru. That unlocks the entire Discord server. We've got channels for all kinds of different conversations there, all kinds of different topics. Uh, We have a great community. I just want to give a shout-out to everybody who's participating there. There's always some kind of discussion going on. That's half of what keeps me going in any given week. I I gotta tell you, it's it's a really awesome community that we have there and I got to give credit for the participants there. So, uh, once again, randomchatter.com slash Patreon, the music you hear in this podcast is Ursa minor by cell dweller and as silly as a sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by their respective owners. We will be back here next week after the premiere of season three of the expanse. Don't miss it until next time. Take care.